0: I think that the politics of this is it will cut deeply into uh, black and brown voters. Uh, When you look at the decision saying that we, uh, in effect, are ending affirmative action, but not in military schools. So in other words, you can go to the bunker. I I was reading someone wrote, but you can't go to the boardroom uh, through being educated properly.
1: Interesting, right? Reverend, oh, I'm not supposed to call him Reverend because he's not. Sharpton. What a bobo. And welcome to Monday. Yes, it is July. Pride is over. Unless you want to call this month Veterans Pride, Military Pride, American Pride, which I do. It is the Chris Plant Show. One more day, Chris is uh, on his way back from the cruise. Sent me a beautiful picture. I think a lot of you saw it online. I think uh, it was posted on the various sundry Chris Plant media sites over the weekend, all the social media sites. That's, that's nice to see. It looked like they had a great trip. And I think they ran into Chris's friend and uh, WMAL broadcaster Larry O'Connor. You see him on Newsmax, too. They're kind of like radio and cable buddies. Anyway, welcome to Monday. It is um, Independence Day Eve, like Christmas Eve. Only a great country was built on this one. Fantastic day, fantastic day. I hope you're up taking part in everything that is available. I know a lot of us are working. A lot of us are uh, actually doing what we normally do during a Monday, and that is going to work. So if you are going to work and creating I guess a solid economy even though we struggle against Joe Biden and the Democrats. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We will of course try and get to everything that's happened since we left on Friday and boy oh boy after that uh, that fabulous week of Supreme Court decisions the left lost its mind. You heard Sharpton there. The Sharpton, the Sharpton as we should call him. It's like the like the Kraken. It should be some kind of crazy crazy creature. Well, it is a crazy creature. I loved watching all of the meltdowns from the left. And I watched a few of them over and over again. And we will have some fun with that. We will get to some of those today as well. And I watched Mr. Trump, who uh, was speechifying in Philadelphia on Friday evening at the Moms for Liberty event. And that was pretty darn cool. I don't know if you caught any of that, this Moms for Liberty group who assembled in Philadelphia the birthplace of America and freedom right there. But the left didn't want them there. The left tried to get them thrown out. They tried to get them thrown out of their hotel. And there's an interesting sidebar to that because the hotel employees, especially the female hotel employees, stood up. And Moms for Liberty had a, just a heck of a, a heck of an event in Philadelphia, and uh, except Robert Kennedy decided he would bow to the pressure, he was originally going to show up as well and speak, and he did not. So, um, Mr. Kennedy, uh, I I think you missed an opportunity. You missed a big opportunity to get into the heads of a lot of moms. The moms really are going to be critical coming up. In the next election, which, by the way, in case you're keeping track, 490 days from today, 490 days from today, we will be voting. And I'm hoping I am really hoping that it is uh, it is not election month, that it becomes once again election day. But we'll see. We shall see a lot to get to today. As I mentioned, the phones are going to be open throughout the day. You're welcome to join the conversation, 888 What have we learned since um, we last convened last week? Well, we learned that there is so much more, so much more information, so much more damning information in the Hunter Biden laptop. I think it would be wise for the judge who has to decide pretty darn soon whether or not she's going to accept the plea deal. Yes. Yes, I think she should reject it. I'm not saying she should accept it. I'm saying she should reject it. If you look at just what we learned this weekend, and this laptop, and these hard drives have so much information on them, it's astounding. It it just keeps coming out. The last video that was surfacing this weekend and bouncing around the internet featured Hunter Biden driving a Porsche at 172 miles an hour, smoke and crack, and we're we're just supposed to say, uh, oh, this guy's going to be okay now going forward? Now, Joe Biden, again, had Hunter Biden with him at Camp David. They're at Camp David right now. Again, the tether is very tight on Hunter Biden. Joe has him on a very short leash trying to make sure he doesn't fall backwards. And at the same time, we learned... You know who won't be joining Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the Biden family at Camp David for uh, July 4th festivities? Hunter's love child. And we learned over the weekend as well that many members of the Biden staff, the senior staff, have been advised not to talk about the baby, not to talk about Hunter's love child. When, When anyone asks you how many grandchildren Joe Biden has, you're supposed to say, six. They leave out Hunter's little baby, who's now a toddler, I guess. So grandma and grandpa aren't supposed to uh, recognize the child. Hunter hasn't recognized the child. And uh, Jerry Dunlavy wrote this week, and this is gross, linking to a New York Times story that had the detail. The Post has it. The Times pointed it out. The four-year-old girl's mother Uh, uh, The four-year-old girl's mother, uh, London, Alexis Roberts, finally reached that deal with Hunter over child custody and over support payments. It had been $20,000 a month. Hunter pleaded poverty and they went to court and he flew a private jet to get to the hearing. Yeah, he's impoverished, isn't he? And they made a deal. And the deal is kind of bizarre to me. But then again, this is between parents and and they were the ones who apparently worked it out this this judge a family court judge has has dealt with these kinds of cases in the past and she guided them to i guess settle things between themselves it would save money legally as well so um the mother of hunter biden's disowned child has started speaking out she has started giving up details of what has happened and The wild part of this that Roberts is talking about, she says, quote, we worked it out amongst ourselves. We worked it out amongst ourselves. And as part of the settlement, Hunter Biden will now turn over his paintings. And I I had heard one report saying the remainder of the paintings to date. So all of the um, the the straw art, you know, he blew paint through a straw. He's very good. With those straws, uh, but he apparently has not agreed to have all of the artwork. There's com- conflicting reports, but the paintings will now become the property of the child, and the mother is allowed to sell them, as long as that money goes to the child, to the care and feeding of the child, and it will be a five thousand dollar a month child support payment. So sixty grand a year, plus artwork. When she had been making 240 grand a year. Now, if the paintings truly are selling for $500,000 dollars, we've seen as, as little as 75,000 to as high as 750,000 quoted when it comes to Hunter Biden paintings. I'm guessing that market's dried up. I, I really think that that probably was closer tied to campaign donors or maybe China. Just saying might have been tied to China, but we, we shall see. I hope the uh, value stays up for the sake of the kid. I hope the value goes up and increases. And if this is the peak, I would say, get in there and catch, catch that wave as it's cresting and sell all those paintings. But for mom and dad, not to recognize the child for Joe Biden and Jill Biden. You know, we all, we know what we think about Hunter. But for mom and dad, or for grandma and grandpa not to recognize the child, it's disgusting. And for the White House to be telling AIDS listen, six grandkids, six grandkids, not seven. We know last Christmas there was no stocking. No stocking hung for little Navy. Well done, Joe. Yeah, really, really showing the world who you are, leading by example once again. What else do we have on the agenda today? Boy, there's a list of things. There's some bizarre things going on in the world today. And uh, D.C., over over the weekend, within a 15-minute period, we had three attacks, three attacks. One was um, uh, an explosive device was detonated outside of an ATM, there was a Nike store that was vandalized. There was a Molotov cocktail thrown into a grocery store all within a 15 minute time period. Anybody concerned? Is the mainstream media giving us enough coverage on this? We need to keep up on that. And uh, I mentioned I mentioned that the left had lost its mind over the Supreme Court rulings last week, and now their coordinated response is starting to come out. We'll We'll get to some of that. AOC, Ayanna Presley, you know, the squad, the usual suspects who who have no idea of their own hypocrisy. They have zero idea of their own hypocrisy. They don't know how just how silly they look. So we'll have some fun with progressives today. And uh, I did mention Donald Trump uh, was speechifying in Philadelphia and then again in South Carolina. And there were some excellent moments for Mr. Trump. I know some folks are saying that, uh, that they're worried he's not going to be on the debate stage, the first debate coming up in the middle of August, the one that's on Fox. I'm, I'm going to bet he is. I'm going to bet that Mr. Trump will show up and will be a proud participant in the GOP debate. We also have to look at um, this, this latest news. Are, are you a JFK conspiracy person? There was a a document that was released on Friday, on the 30th, and it came from the White House. It's connected to the archives, claiming that 99% of all the JFK files have been released. 99% of all the JFK files have been released. What about the 1%? Why can't we see those? Seriously, who's left? Who's left alive I would like to know what's in the, the last 1%. After all, Joey said he was going to be the most transparent president in the history of America. So release the last bit. What could it be? What's hidden in there? We'll, we'll look at that today as well. And there were still um, some more crazy leftovers from Friday that we didn't get to. Uh, we need to talk about the fact that it looks like a diversity... Uh, equity and inclusion may be on the outs. That's kind of a good thing. Uh, New York City last week announced they were planning on banning wood-fired and coal-fired pizza ovens. Kind of going after the small mom and pop restaurants that for decades and decades have made some of the best pizza. It looks like there may be a savior in the pizza oven mess. And it might be coming from the Jewish community. I'll explain when we get back. Join us. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant. One more day on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Welcome to Monday. It is the Chris Plant Show. One more day for me, Michael Pelka, sitting in for Chris. He's on his way back from what I understand. I mean, I got this from Chris. was just a terrific trip with so many of the listeners, one of the cruises. And I said, Chris, I appreciate being able to fill in for you on your show. I would really like to fill in for you on the next cruise. As long as it's not to uh, Antarctica or something like that. We have a lot to get to today and uh, i mentioned that the gas fire, or the coal fired and wood fired pizza ovens in new york city may be getting help because the folks who bake matzas in the strictest old tradition also use coal fired ovens they say it makes the best matzas so the jewish community is going to be in league with the pizza community, and I predict this will be a great rescue. This will be a super, super great rescue of the lefties who are trying to squash the coal-fired ovens and the wood-fired ovens that have made so many great pizzas forever and ever and ever. And most of those pizzerias in New York City, I I come from knowledge on this because we lived there for uh, two and a half decades in Manhattan, most of those are small family-owned businesses. So let's hope, let's hope that people band together to make this work. Uh, I also um, am being corrected already early. Dennis is listening in East Tennessee on the WMAL app. Dennis, welcome to the program. You want to correct me on something?
0: Yes, sir. You're not often wrong, but you're wrong about uh, Hunter Biden's love child. The last thing you want to do, is expose a young little girl like that to the Biden family. Could you imagine weekend at grandpa's? you got a drug addict son who molested his niece, by the way, with his wife's widow. You've got Joe Biden who ruined his daughter. Look at her. She ended up a drug addict and in prostitution. So you got to ask yourself, do you want that girl to have anything to do with the Biden family? Would you You want your grandchildren to have anything to do with the Biden family?
1: You know, Dennis, you may be right. And and when uh, Hunter's baby mama requested to have the Biden last name, she was actually told, no, we don't think that's a good idea. It will bring more trouble to her life. So you, you might have nailed it here, Dennis. You might have actually figured it out. Truly, this is the best for Little Navy. And while I, I think eventually... I'm predicting eventually when she is of her majority, she will take the Biden name and probably have a couple of movies made about her or at least write one tell-all book or her biography. And her mom, I expect, if that's not in the settlement, will likely do the same. But that's probably right. It's better for her to live in quiet isolation in Arkansas, surrounded by a bunch of bad paintings that will maybe get sold to Chinese or Democrat donors in order to raise the child. This audience is so smart. You're welcome to join us, of course, at any time. 888-630-9625. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on what show? It is the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka sitting in one more day for Chris. He'll return after the holiday, after the cruise. And thank you for hanging out with us. I've had a blast being here. And uh, Michael Piercy is making sure I don't crash too many things. I told Chris, I'll try not to break anything. He goes, no, no, I'm I'm confident. I'm good. Which means he's got Piercy on backup. And that's excellent. We were talking about... um, the uh, wood burning and coal burning stoves that make pizzas in small restaurants in places like new york city all over the country you you can see advertisements or marquees outside of small restaurants saying coal fired oven wood wood burning pizza oven and they make great pizzas because of the heat involved but you know the uh, the climate clowns have to uh, tinkle on everybody's cornflakes and try and shut down all of this. And they're going to blame these pizza ovens, these tiny pizza ovens, and cow farts for everything in the, uh, in the weather department. So they want to do that. And I know Chris has talked about the fact that Ireland wants to kill cows. Just get, get rid of them all. Just wipe them out. doesn't make any sense. I am a firm believer that uh, we are not the problem with pizza ovens And I think we can look all around the world and see people making a bigger mess. Keith is on the phone calling in from his car in Alexandria, Virginia. Hey, Keith, welcome to the Chris plant show. What's on your mind?
0: Hi there. Good morning, Mike. Well, I just want to chime in on that um, wood burning um, pizza oven. Yeah. You You got San Francisco, Chicago, New York. Okay, great. First of all, Just real quick, I've never heard of a smoke alert in the air um, coming from the pizza ovens across America. We've never had to break out our gas masks before. I've never smelled anything in the air that smells like pepperoni, sausage, and anchovies. (laughs) And then we're going to go after anybody at all about wood-burning, coal-burning things. Why don't we go after China that is – quadrupling their coal plants. My cousin just came back from working four years in Beijing as a wine importer, and um, he showed me pictures of days and weeks where the orange air was like at street level, sidewalk level. So uh, I don't think the pepperoni ovens of New York are really that dangerous. I also want to make, if I could, a quick jab at the bud light some candidate comes up on my facebook thing and he's talking about the bud light thing and you know he's for our side and i wrote him and the people on facebook a note back i said look budweiser light looks like a beer tastes like a beer doesn't make you vote doesn't make you change your genetics so stay out of it bud and this is to you woke people guess what you knocked the stuffing out of our guy with the my pillows. You tried to shut him down. Guess what? We can play the game too. Here's an ice cold Bud Light and a smile to you. <laughs> so
1: there. <That's- laughs> Thank you, Keith. Have a great Independence Day holiday. Yeah. the The reality is, um, the left did go after uh, the my pillow cat, Mike Lindell, and they went after him pretty hard, and it cost him a lot of money. I don't think it came even close to the $27 billion in lost market value that uh, InBev, Budweiser, Anheuser, all the associated beers were hit with. So it is interesting to see that your opinions, your tax dollars, your hard earned money are having an effect and just keep it up. That's kind of the big thing. You just got to keep this up. Uh, I did want to get to, well, there's a couple of things we, have. we we want to talk about the Supreme Court because it does look like the left is truly coming after the Supreme Court. But while we're on the Bud Light story, I, I just want to go back to the craziness of uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney, who uh, came out publicly, I, and I didn't mean that the coming out way, I just meant went public with the opinion that uh, the Budweiser company has not not supported after what they did. The company didn't live up to what they promised
0: for a company to hire a trans person and then not publicly stand by them is worse, in my opinion, than not hiring a trans person at all, because it gives customers permission to be as transphobic and hateful as
1: they want. No, it gives customers permission to know where the company comes from. And that's really kind of what we need. We need to know where all these companies are coming from. And I think that's very important. If, if you want to go after companies you think have too much conservatism behind them, like, like we saw with the attacks on Chick-fil-A, it's a fine company. And Chick-fil-A has some of the best tasting fast food you can find. But just because they didn't like the policies or the religious beliefs, of the owners of Chick-fil-A, the left came after him. And what happened? Well, Chick-fil-A was the the winner of the boycott, not a boycott. And they became one of the most popular, successful fast food companies in the world. So, well done. Well done, leftists. You, you guys blew it. I also think um, we might be getting back to normal. I keep looking for signs that we're going to get back to normal. It was a year ago tomorrow that Coney Island, New York, held... The um, hot dog eating contest with um, Joey Jaws gobbling up all those hot dogs, those uh, delicious hot dogs, and winning again the mustard yellow belt. But the most important thing about it was the numbers of people, the tens of thousands who attended. And I think that was an indication we had finally kind of broken free of the pandemic malaise. Well, there's another stat that New York has put out that I think is an indicator that we may be... We may be finally out of the malaise, and that is um, the reports of subway surfer deaths. You know, the reports of people climbing on top of subway trains and riding them underground in tunnels. Well, we're back to the, uh, the usual level and beyond. So I think we may finally be done, finally be done with the pandemic madness. Unless, of course, there's a brand new a brand new variant, but I think Fauci's going to stay underground. Um, we we will update you on France, which France the rioting continues now. I think we're into the sixth day of the violent rioting in France, where the fires have have extended into the suburbs. And Emmanuel Macron apparently attended an Elton John concert. That's how worried he was. That's how terrified he was of all this craziness happening. We'll see. This all is about a police officer who shot a young person. And it sounds a lot like the summer of 2020, does it not? Sounds a lot like the summer of George Floyd that we experienced here in America. So we'll keep our eyes on that. But France is not the place I hope you scheduled your summer vacation for the next couple of weeks. I, I prefer you think about Mount Rushmore or even Washington, D.C., in spite of the three incidents that happened this This past weekend, that was a 15-minute time window. They still don't have the person, the suspect. But uh, I think that's going to happen. All right, let's get back to the Biden family. Joe Biden has been telling us for years that he's not a wealthy guy, right? He's been telling us for years that that he was the poorest guy in the Senate, the guy who'd been there for four decades. He's just he just wasn't a wealthy guy, so nothing to see here. And it reminds me a lot of Iago from Othello, a Shakespeare character, Iago, who kept saying, he who steals my purse steals trash. And that that's the first guy you should investigate. In 2018, Joe Biden was telling a bunch of Democrats that he's never been involved in a business venture and that his net worth, well, it's a, a pittance, really.
0: I, when I did my financial disclosures, as Vice President, a lot of my colleagues got a kick out of the headline in the Washington Post that said, quote, it's probable no man has ever assumed the office of Vice President with fewer assets than Joe Biden. <laughs> because I made a commitment I'd never, I'd never own a stock or a bond, I'd never be involved in a business venture, I'd never accept an honoraria. I kept the promise and I sent my kids to private universities and my net worth is what it was when I started $55 to
1: $150,000. So in 2018 at a Washington Post event Joe Biden speaking to Democrats telling that telling them he had never been involved in a business venture. But if we're to believe the text messages, the WhatsApp messages sent by Hunter Biden to a Chinese businessman, Joe was sitting right next to him. And this was much earlier than 2018. And we know that Hunter's been raking in the money since 2014. And if Tony Bobolinsky is to be believed, and he seems to be a credible guy, that uh, Joe Biden was the big guy. But to think that Joe Biden in 2018, not that long ago, five years ago, in 2018, Joe Biden was worth between 55 and $150,000. And now his beach house in Lower Slower Delaware, in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, is the most valuable property along the beach in that state. And you and I paid for a wall around it, too, because those don't work. When are we going to get answers? That's what I want to know. When are we going to get people who are going to stand up and say, we have to get answers from this family. We have to have a complete accounting for what's going on. And Joe Biden's the guy who's constantly saying that everybody needs to pay their fair share, right? Yeah. Well, what about Hunter? And who paid that fair share when Hunter's back taxes were paid? Until we get a complete accounting, this will be hanging over the Biden campaign. And he's really got about a year to go before he can bail out. We're about a year away from when Joe Biden can or cannot bail out of running in 2024. So I think they're going to keep dodging, attempting to dodge along the way. One of the things that uh, they're going to keep trying to turn the heat up on is the reaction to the student loan forgiveness and Joe's plans to try and eliminate that. Well, he didn't have such good luck, did he? And Joe Biden is the guy who basically told us, I remember this very, very early on in his presidency, Joe Biden told us he didn't think his plan to get rid of all this debt, he didn't think he, he had good legal standing for this. He actually was speaking to um, a town hall on CNN. He's in office only 25 days. And the young lady was asking him about the student loan forgiveness plan. And she wanted a lot more than he was promising. But Joe says it here in his response to this lady. Student loans
0: are crushing my family, friends, and fellow Americans. Me too. (laughs) The American dream is to succeed, but how can we fulfill that dream when debt is many people's only option for a degree? We need student loan forgiveness beyond the potential $10,000 your administration has proposed. We need at least a $50,000 minimum. What will you do to make that happen?
1: Now, uh, this lady's question, obviously, she had this written out, and Joe had seen the question ahead of time. Obviously, she wanted fifty grand, just like AOC and Ayanna Presley and they all want all this paid off without any idea of the bad example it's setting for our entire country. If you take out a loan, you repay the loan. If you undermine that system, you destroy contracts. Contracts are kind of what keeps stability in businesses, but not if you're a Democrat trying to buy a vote. But here's Joe's answer to the lady who said, $10,000 is not going to be enough, sir. We need $50,000. And you might a promise, little mister.
0: I will not make that happen. I'm prepared to write off the $10,000 debt, um, but not fifty. Mr. President, let me ask you, because I don't
1: think I have the authority to do it by signing the paper. So Joe says, I don't think I have the authority to do it by signing the paper. And then he makes like the international sign for, hey, waiter, I need a check over here, please. Biden himself admitted he didn't have the authority. So why is he so mad now that after a, a couple of years of playing around with this, that reality came true? And the Supreme Court told him he didn't have the authority. Why? It's gonna be a campaign issue. We'll get into that. There's more on that. And there's more from as I said, Presley and AOC, who made the rounds on the Sunday shows yesterday. You're welcome to join us. We have to talk about uh, fireworks too. Triple eight six three zero nine six two five is the number. Triple eight six three zero nine six two five. It's Michael Falca in for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. Monday, July 3rd, the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka sitting in for Chris one more day. He will return after the holiday. Thank you for being here. I know a lot of people are looking forward to fireworks displays. We enjoy them. Uh, We don't have, we don't live near a gigantic city. But there are many enterprising neighbors where we live who put on a pretty decent fireworks display just in their backyards. And... While I never want to be that close because, as we all know, the best fireworks are sold by a guy who has one eye and missing two fingers on his right hand. But it's it's come to my attention that a bunch of U.S. cities are replacing traditional 4th of July, boom, smoke, shining lights, etc., with drones. Drones. In California, fireworks shows at La Jolla... And Ocean Beach are going to be replaced with high tech drone light shows, meaning a bunch of little drones with lights are going to fly all around and make patterns, which is really cool. But I, I don't know if it's a replacement. And I know. Everybody's saying, well, my dog, my dog goes and hides under a couch. Yeah, I understand it. And they also have that thing called the Thunder shirt, which you put on your dog and it's like giving them a hug the whole time. Seems to work. Uh, But they're also pointing towards they, the the people who are drone show friendly versus firework friendly, are pointing to wildfires and pointing to the pollution from the gunpowder that comes down. So I'm curious, where are you? Where are you on the firework debate? I'm I'm pro fireworks. I, I think the old fashioned fireworks, we only do it really once a year. We're not doing it every week. I know some of the baseball stadiums do it when somebody hits a home run. Sometimes they do a limited show. When you look at the the show that used to encircle the Isle of Manhattan, the Macy's 4th of July fireworks extravaganza was absolutely stunning. And they were fireworks on barges with music and just a great choreographed program. But we don't do it every day. We do it one weekend out of the year. And the drone thing, sure, I think drones are going to start replacing those uh, banners pulled behind planes along the beach. But you, you need the drones at night, I guess, to get the message across. Those are pretty amazing and, and pretty impressive. But can we just leave one thing alone? If I'm being wrong here, you're welcome to tell me at 888 Eight 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 six three zero nine I'm all in on the fireworks. Just, I'm okay, and I'm impressed with your drone skills. But let's leave a couple of things on the table. Let's leave a couple of pieces of our history alone. It's just simple. Is that too much to ask? Is that so wrong as the old Harvey Fierstein character would ask on SNL? And, and one more hip tip before we wrap up this first hour on the Chris Plant show on the uh, July 4th Eve, if you're going to work or want to go to work in a police station and you have a job interview, probably the dumbest thing you could do is to show up drunk or high. Well, this lady showed up for an interview in Indiana and she was driving under the influence apparently because during the employment interview... They asked her to take a breath test, and she more than doubled, damn near tripled, or no, she was nearly twice the legal limit. She won't be working at the police department, but her temporary address will probably be in the county jail. Michael Pelka wrapping up the first hour on today's Chris Plant Show. Come on, (laughs)